Hello and welcome to Jacob in the Bath With. My name is Jacob and this is the third episode of this podcast series. This week's topic will be on body dysmorphia and our guest will be Sarah Jane. Remember to subscribe to the podcast channel as well as follow us on Instagram with the handle Jacob in the Bath With. So, Sarah Jane, welcome to Jacob in the Bathwith. Hello, Jacob. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for partaking. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. I've been having a nice time with you. I'm, I? I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. we have. <laughs> We've been doing lots of eating and talking, so really, this just comes naturally. It's second nature to us. Yeah, it does, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's topic is body dysmorphia. What's, what's made you want to uh, do this as a topic? I know I've given you free reign yeah. with the choice. Yeah, I remember when you messaged me saying, like, what topic would you like to do? I did struggle with it. Um, but then I realised I suffer with body dysmorphia and I felt like it's not very spoken about, like no, openly spoken it's not, about. No, it's not a terribly exposed yeah, mental and health like, condition. I remember we spoke about it like in conversation and passing before, mm. but we've never gone into real depth conversations about it and I felt like maybe when you're talking about such serious topics on your podcast that it would be a nice conversation to have definitely mm-hmm. I'm pleased we're doing this as a topic Good, so, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> you will ho- hopefully be able to shed light on it as well you know so um let's go straight in what is body dysmorphia okay so the official like term for it is like the official statement of it is body dysmorphia is a mental disorder in which you cannot stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance and that flaw to others would not be as noticeable but you Mm. like you focus on that and it could be one or everything about your appearance um and you can pick away at it and beat yourself up about it constantly like it just does not turn off so like to say it in plain english what you see about me, I do not see. Mm. And I think very negatively towards my appearance in every sense. So personally, there's not just one thing about me that I think is wrong. I think it's every part of me. Like there's yeah. several things about my appearance that I would be so negative towards. Um, In general, with most people, it's just one or two things. But me, it's like complete body dysmorphia, which is... It's it's tough because I would prefer if it was just like, oh, I just don't like my belly or yeah. my face. It's whereas I... It's quite, so it's quite dominating. Yeah, so I see flaw in every part of my body. Like today, I feel like it's my legs. Yeah. And then like tomorrow, it could be my double chin or like my acne or like my my arms because they're so small now since I've lost weight. Like yeah. it doesn't actually define if you're overweight or underweight. Okay, I'm pleased you've mentioned that because I was going to say... For those who I'm sure will be asking, what's the difference between body dysmorphia and an eating disorder? So with an eating disorder, it's like it comes into the bracket of like you want to lose weight or gain weight. It, it Like some people that are naturally skinny want to gain weight because they want to feel normal. Yeah. And then people who are overweight want to lose weight to feel their perceived percep- perception of being perfect. OK. Um, with a body, the body dysmorphia, it doesn't hone into either one of those categories as whereas like you're overweight or underweight. It's just you have a flaw in your body no matter what size it is, what size you are, like it yeah. doesn't matter at all. Um so it, it they go kinda hand in hand, but it like you can't define it to being like, Oh, I'm overweight, so I must have body dysmorphia. People who are very skinny 
struggle with body dysmorphia as well because they get a bit of abuse for being so skinny as well so mm. they struggle with like as I said to you like yesterday I passed comment on how small my arms were and it was what I constantly kept thinking about yesterday yeah because some people actually said it to me they're like oh god you've got very small arms and I kept thinking about it constantly then and there's nothing I can do about the lower part of my arms I can't put no, weight on I can't yeah. I can't strengthen it like it's just something I can't top yeah. and that's it that's the same with everyone no matter what size you are weight gain like it doesn't matter like it could happen to anyone yeah yeah so okay. <laughs> you, you can't turn off you can you can't turn off that voice in your head when it comes to body dysmorphia but you can train it a bit different like you think differently with it okay all right. So quick question. It's not as though you want to, it's not the same as an eating disorder in the sense that um, you're wanting to either lose weight or gain weight because it's affected by um, societal pressures or that kind of thing. It's kind of just an ingrained uh, thing within you. Yeah, it can be. And like some people it can happen later on in life where they've never had any body image issues at all mm. and something might have changed like so like you know when you go to like the menopause or something like that you can see yourself completely different yeah um but you can develop an eating disorder of a form with body dysmorphia okay. so i'm not saying that like it's completely different that way no um but most people don't have the eating disorder that follows they just okay. have the negative thinking of their body yeah i did form an eating disorder with it. I calorie counted and I would binge eat and starve myself. Um, and that was for a long period of my teenage years up until second year of college. Mm. Um, just before I went to Tarragona, actually, um, I would binge eat. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would binge eat a lot. That summer, specifically that summer, I binge eat a lot. And then I would starve myself for days on end. Yeah. Um. I remember you saying. Yeah, like, and it took me a, a very long time to stop that. Yeah. Um, And again, it's just, like, with a typical eating disorder, you have to, like, train your mind to go back to thinking normal and rational about food. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with body dysmorphia. But in in natural terms, most people don't get an eating disorder with it. They just think negatively about their body. Okay. Quick break. So we're in the bath. You're in the bath. Yeah. When you go and take a nice long hot bath, mm. which I think you do like doing. Yeah, I do. I, unfortunately, I don't have a bath in, in here in Dublin or in my home in Leash, which is very very depressing. <laughs> um, but my auntie does have a bath, and I have free reign of going up to her house when I want a bath. Very so, nice. Yeah. So when you're in the bath, what would be a go-to item? What's an essential item that you would take with you into the bath? My essential item would be a candle nice yeah and it'd have to be um a joe malone candle oh, okay we're yeah we're being specific here yeah there's a specific smell that i like okay yeah. it's not just a joe malone candle it's no. a specific yeah, fragrance it's, it's the the white lemongrass wow candle yeah okay it's and divine. that just it gets you in the zone yeah, yeah. it calms me centers me any anxiety any worries i have completely go and i actually have that in like a a moisturizer as well so when i put that on it continues uh, i continue uh, post to be, bath yeah, moisturize yeah mm -hmm. so i'm continue to be zen calm relaxed ready to take on anything that i'm going to face once i come out of the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> don't speak to me 
I've got my what is it white white lemongrass white lemongrass I think it has another name like after the white but I'm just going to say white lemongrass yeah, we'll people that understand what I'm saying it's Joe yeah, Malone Joe Malone <laughs> paying us about £200 for this so, <laughs> yeah. yeah hashtag sponsored hashtag ad <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to body dysmorphia when did you realise you had it? so it was around when I was 17 that I realised I thought about my body differently than everyone else around me yeah um, I would see girls and guys around me being so confident in who they were and their bodies. And I was not like that. Were you obsessive? Yes. It like, was on your mind? All the time. Yeah. Constantly. So when I would see girls wearing skimpy outfits and showing off a little bit of like arm even, not even cleavage or anything like that. It would just mm. be like an arm. I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Or like... I, as I said to you this morning in bed, I have really long legs and I've had these long legs since I was 12 and I was always the tall one and I felt like that was a disadvantage for me mm-hmm. because I was always so much taller than everyone else. So for a long period of my life, I would look down on being so tall and I hated my legs mm-hmm. and I would never like to show them off. And again, I'm so pale, so I would hate showing off my legs because they're the palest part of my body. So even when it came to changing for PE... <sighs> Oh my god, I hated that with a passion. So it it literally would take over your life. Oh yeah, and like I I although I do suffer from other health issues, I would come up with excuses not to change for PE. Yeah. Like I would because you'd be conscious of what other people would think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I just mentally was not able to hear criticism or snide remarks or comments because I was so harsh on myself already Mm -hmm. that if someone else said another comment to me because I was hearing these comments behind my back but I knew that if I was in such a small room and hearing whispers it might not have to be with me but my mind would stem to oh they're talking about me yeah they're laughing at like oh that piece of fat that's on one so it kind of it almost brought on kind of like paranoia oh definitely yeah um and i suppose it goes kind of hand in hand with bullying so any time that i was getting bullied it would always come down to my figure and how i looked and those negative comments that certain people said to me when I was getting bullied always stayed with me and that voice in my head would throw them back at me constantly and I just could not think any differently yeah and it's it progressively got worse the older I got and obviously with we have social media and societal pressures it just continued to get worse but I think I had it from when I was about 11 or 12 and it just took me five six years to realize realize. yeah so as with a lot of you know, mental health issues, mm-hmm. it's mid to late teens that it yeah. really starts to kind of De- take a hold on your life. Definitely. And, and it only gets progressively worse, yeah. really. Um, and, like, anyone that suffers with mental health would know that, like, it takes for, like, your situation, it takes something to happen for you to think, okay, there's something not right. And I don't exactly remember what it was, but I remember one day just thinking, okay, Sarah Jane you need to fix yourself like you yeah. can't continue to keep hating yourself this much um and i remember going to my doctor about something else and she brought up the conversation about my my body image and stuff like that cuz i she knew by the way i was talking about myself that there was something wrong and she said to me i think you have body dysmorphia and that was the first time I've ever heard that word I had only ever thought that it was an eating disorder because I would binge wow. I would starve 
Um, and how old were you when she said this? 17. So it was 17 when you kind of almost got the confirmed diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm going to pause that. When you're in the bath... Yeah. So we've got the scene, we've got your Joe Malone candle on the side. You've, you're in nice hot... Do you, would it be a bubble bath? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely a bubble bath. I don't know now if I'm if I'm going to put the Joe Malone moisturizer on after me. Would it be a lush bath bomb that I would put in? But recently I love Rituals, and they have okay. bath oils that are to die for. Oh okay. my god, they're so luxurious. So. Okay, so she's in Rituals, maybe a bath bomb from Lush. Again, we get more sponsorship here. <laughs> uh, what would be your go-to drink? So, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? I mean, it's entirely your choice. Okay, so, if I'm really wanting to treat myself, I would say a glass of white wine. Nice. Um, I'm trying to think now, would it be a Pinot or a Chardonnay? Oh, a Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Sauvignon that sounds, Blanc, yeah. yeah. That sounds nice. Um, If I'm just wanting to do... De- dewind, unwind, dewind. Unwind. Okay. Yeah. God. I thought you were like... saying dewind, as in like <laughs> if I didn't want wine. <laughs> um. God. Can you tell? I studied English in college. In, I mean, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Um, I would have a tea. Just tea. A, a simple tea. So you could mix hot with hot. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think that would like get rid of any like. If I had a head cold or anything like that, yeah. all that intense heat would just like cleanse my body. Nice. And I love being really, really hot in the bath. So okay. it'd have to be like on the verge of burning my skin. Yeah, it's interesting. In the last podcast with Maddie, we were saying how we too practically like to scald ourselves whilst having a bath. Mm. And my last housemate, Robbie, was saying how women tend to like having really hot showers and bats and men can't understand that they think that we're insane yeah like well, you def- like it yeah i just defied that yeah because he said <laughs> he got into the shower after valerie one day and she had it on the hottest temperature and he was like mm. how can women stand this heat like i mean i just i i love almost scolding myself yeah. in the shower i progressively keep turning the um heat knob and just making it hotter and hotter throughout the whole shower. Yeah, and like, I, like I want to come out red raw. Yeah. Like, if I'm not red coming out of the shower... If I don't come out with third-degree burns, it's not been a good yeah, shower. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> I'm still tense. I'm still, like, not able to function. <laughs> right, so body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it affect your daily life? Um, you know, uh, give, give us an, an example on how it can affect... As in present day? I suppose like, so. Oh. Yeah. No, which right now, yeah. So like, let's go with right now. Right, so right now, your today. current state right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, first thing is in the morning, I would not think of it. Like I, I wouldn't think anything. The minute I wake up, I would not be thinking about it. Mm. Which is that's because I've worked on it. Mm-hmm. But then I'd see a mirror, and that's that when, dreaded mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would see myself. And like even this morning, I said to, "Oh my God, I look a state," which is a comment that everyone would kind of say, but that would mean a little bit more to me. Yeah. And I would start picking away at things that I would see, um. But I wouldn't be so harsh as I was when I was younger. I'd like so currently right now, as you were saying, my skin has cleared up an awful lot. So then I'd be like, okay, I still have scars, but look at how well it looks. So I'd I'd see that negativity, but I'd complement it. Okay, so you're trying to apply a positive yeah. twist on it. Yeah. And this is 
because you're working on yes I'm, I'm, and this is what I've been told to do yeah. and it's how I'm trying to train my mind to think more positively about the negatives that I have about my body yeah um and then I would possibly if I was to have a shower I'd have the shower and then I'd come in and then I'd think about what I'm going to wear for the day mm. and that's another struggle so obviously as I said with other health problems that I have so if my stomach is swollen I'd want to wear something loose because I don't want people to be looking at me. Yeah. Um. So I would struggle with the whole outfit aspect. So like it comes to like you want to cover your whole body and not let anyone see it. And that's still a thing with me today. And then some days I have such body confidence that I'd want to show off every inch of my body. And I would not care what anyone says. But right now, yes. as of today, <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> um. Right now, as of today, I feel like today is one of those days that I just want to cover up which I cannot tell you what has triggered that in my head, but I don't want to show every part or even a little part of my body. Okay. Um, it does affect my daily life. Like, so today's like today. Um, if someone passed a comment on me, even if it was a compliment, I think I would look into it a bit more and think, oh God, they don't really mean that. It's interesting because I was going to say, because when you were describing body dysmorphia earlier on, um, it can. It's not just the fact that you see yourself and see yourself as being too fat or whatever. It could also be applied to see yourself and thinking, "Oh, my arms are too thin." Mm. So, even what people think to be a compliment, a compliment that they're paying you, mm. as in like, "Oh, Sarah Jane, you're looking so slim today. You look yeah. fantastic." Would you still look into that and be like, "Are you saying that because usually I don't?" Um, or, you know, something like that. Yeah, exactly that. Okay, um, so any comment, really? Any comment on my appearance at all would trigger me. Yeah. Um, And even and this, if people are trying to be nice about it. I know, and this is a problem, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Because people are too keen to comment on people's appearance. Yes. And really, we shouldn't at all. No, and like, I know what they, at, at the heart of it, they're trying to be really nice to you. Yeah. But when it comes to a mental health issue like this, or disorder... It doesn't matter what you say. It's yeah. still going to cause a comment in my head to go off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, like, I remember when I did lose weight, because I was a lot bigger when I was younger. So I was roughly about 15, 16 stone. I don't know what that is in kg. But I was about a size 16 to 18 in clothes, UK size. And now I am just 10 stone and range between 8 to 12 in clothing because... Yeah. clothing they're, they're not, not the same yeah. yeah um and i have hips and an ass so i can't fit into anything <laughs> properly <laughs> um so i have changed in body size but i remember when i started to lose weight again when i was 22 23 um and i work with a model agency um and obviously like i'm not a model but i'm uh, the social media aspect of it um and when the woman who runs that commented on my weight i started to focus on that and be like oh okay so i'm now being accepted because mm. she has seen that i'm losing weight so i must look better now so i need to keep focusing on that and i'd become so obsessed with that that i wouldn't want to leave the house until I looked a certain yeah. way. So toxic. So toxic. Um, and it's taken up until I'd say last year for me to not be like, you have to stop thinking that when people say, oh, you've lost so much weight, you look amazing. And me for going, me thinking, 
oh my god so like did I really look crap before this yeah. like like and should I continue to lose weight so you keep paying me those attention like that attention that you're saying now um so it, it, it is very obsessive and toxic to think like that but no matter what the compliment is I'm my head is not going to take it as a compliment no it's still going to find fault or yeah. flaw with it regardless like, yeah. because it's a comment on your appearance yeah and at the end of the day, that's all yeah. that is needed. Yeah, like even something simple the other day is everyone and we're complimenting my headband. Yeah. Like that was triggering in my head being like, oh, so do people not like when I have my hair down? Do people like my hair off my face more? Like I would begin to overanalyze a simple comment rather than being like, okay, yeah, that headband is nice. Or say, thanks, hon, it's from pennies. Yeah. Like, yeah. like... No, I would literally fret and obsess obsess over it. Mm. And it's so annoying. Like, I wish I could stop that. Yeah. So I could just get on my daily life. And it's exhausting. Like, I can imagine it is. It is really exhausting to constantly be thinking about, oh, my God, did that person mean that this way or that way? Or if you see someone looking at you, they're like, oh, they're definitely looking at certain, this certain thing of my body. And they're... They probably are saying, God, that girl's good looking. <laughs> like, yeah. And here's me being like, no, they definitely think, oh, her hair is not right. Or those glasses don't suit her or yeah. something. Like, it's so, like, I wish it wasn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it does affect my daily life. Um, Not as much as it did when I was younger, because as I said, I'm training myself to think a bit better. But I do have bad days. I suppose that's the same with every mental health issue. Of course. Do you read in the bath? Yes. Okay, so what book would you recommend? To and it would be a physical book. I'm not one of these millennials that has a Kindle or an iPad or anything no, like that. I like I a mean, physical book. I wouldn't recommend taking any electrical devices to the bath anyway. <laughs> but so many people do. It's risky. And I see YouTubers with these like fancy trays on the bath and they have like a laptop and I'm like... Oh, I do occasionally take a laptop. But, so we're going with a physical copy. Mm-hmm. What book would you recommend? It would be my all-time favourite book, which is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Really? Yeah, I have read that so many times. Okay, who's the author? Um. Oh my God, you've caught me on... Uh, no, oh, we pretend I didn't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I keep forgetting who the author is, but I tell everyone it's my favourite book. I'm such a bad English lit student. <laughs> it's fine, because you remember the title of the book, yeah, and that's yeah. what's most prominent. The most important thing. Yeah, um, yeah it's my favourite book. And what's it about? It's about basically being... A wallflower. Yeah. <laughs> basically being a wallflower, not being fit, not fitting in. So mm. basically it kind of goes hand in hand with how I have been my whole life. I, yeah. I was, as some of my friends have said, I was not born to fit in. I'm Be on the periphery yeah, of, like, of social groups at yeah, schools. Yeah, like I don't fit into any form at all. Like mm. you know me, like I'm so odd like I love everything and anything so I don't like I'm not with the chicks because they're into fashion I'm not with the guys just because they're into sport I'm not in with the geeks because I'm a bit of a nerd like I'm all of them in one like there's not just one aspect of me and that book um makes you realize that it's okay to be like that yeah and that there is friends out there that will accept you for every part of you but I didn't read it until I was 18 and I didn't understand it properly when I was then, because obviously, as I said to you, with the whole body dysmorphia stuff, I didn't like who I was physically, mentally, personally, anything at all. I didn't like anything about myself. So I didn't appreciate the book. And then I read it again when we were in Tarragona. 
And I absolutely fell in love with it again. Okay. Um, and I've read it, oh my God, I think I read it like three or four times a year since. Like, yeah. And it would be my go-to book in okay. the bath. It just, it's a pick-me-up. Good. And like, that's what you need, That, that quote in it, that, that to feel infi- infinite, infinite, infinite. Yeah. Um, that means so much to me. Like in that moment, it was, in, it, I felt in, infinite. Like I just yeah. love that quote. That means so much to me. In that moment, um, yeah. Infinite. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You, like, and it, the movie, you know, that same old thing, the book is so much better than the movie. Another one. Yeah. Another one. Typical. Another classic example. Yeah. Have you um, ever been for therapy for your body dysmorphia? And if so, has it helped? Yes. Um, and like I said, I had this discussion with you this morning. Um, it took me a long time to come to terms with that I needed therapy. I thought I could fix this on my own. Mm. Um, but you couldn't. I couldn't. Um, now I can. Like I've, I've had, I had that little bit of a push that I needed, and I can now help myself. I know what I need to do when I'm feeling negative and whatever. But yeah, in two thousand and fifteen, no, two thousand and sixteen. So when we came back from Tarragona, I really needed help and support yeah yeah and i went to a therapist on campus and as i was saying to you no one knew about this and if anyone that is in my friend group hears this now would be like i was i wasn't listening to the advice i was giving everyone else so i was telling other friends that it was okay to go to therapy but not doing it myself um and looking back now it's so stupid like there's nothing wrong there's no weakness in going to therapy in fact it's a sign of strength of course. because you know there's a problem and you want to fix it um and i only said it to my mom last year that i went to therapy in college and like my mom is my best friend so why did i keep that from her mm. and I, I honestly can't tell you why. I like I don't simple thing is I was ashamed. I was just about to say, I can only think that it's shame. Yeah. But you shouldn't be. Yeah, and like there's there's like now I'm like there's no shame. And maybe in... it was fear that people that you'd get rejection because I do feel I don't know whether you feel this, but surrounding body dysmorphia, there's a bit of a stigma that oh, it's not quite an eating disorder though, is it? Yeah. You know? So Okay, yeah, we could all say we've got body dysmorphia. It's not as serious as an exactly. So you, then you you swore that you'll you'll inform people about this and they'll be like, uh, it's just an excuse to for attention or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, she's just oh look at her, she just wants attention. Or she yeah. wants the limelight. Like there's nothing wrong with her at all, um, and like that that I think yeah I definitely think that was it. Yeah. I never ever want attention. I never want to be that girl that's like, oh look at me, like I've got this, this, this. No, that's the last thing I want. I don't want to be standing out because I have a disorder no. or an issue with me. Um and yeah now that I think it was fear and the shame, shamed of having this, that I just didn't want anyone to know, and like, look at like. When I think about it, I opened up about having anxiety and depression, but I was just so afraid of saying, I hate my body. Yeah. And, like, I would tell all my friends, oh, look, you need to own your body, like, empowerment and this that, and the other, when, in fact, I was beating myself up over my own. Yeah, you like, weren't practising what you preached. Yeah, like, I'd be telling Sarah and the girls, 
like oh you look unreal in that top and that skirt and like oh girl leg and boobs who cares show whatever you feel confident in yeah like and like i would not be saying the exact same thing to myself um and i knew i needed to talk to someone then so you went for therapy yes i did and she so um when i went to my doctor when i was 17 she done this test the the bdd test where it gives you nine or ten questions and it gives it it divides it into categories so it's out of 75 percent or i don't know what the, i don't it goes but out of 75 anyway yeah and if you rank below i think you've done it this morning if you rank below 30 you don't need to seek help about it but if you rank 30 and above they would I think it said 30 to 40 advised yeah. that you might and then 40 plus you need recommend yeah yeah so i done that the first day i went to her and i got 75 out of 75 and she said i was of that minority that got the highest that she has interacted with and that's when I was like shit this is serious like I just thought maybe it's just hormones teenager like I'm still having the hormones of being a teenager in me that I'm thinking so badly about myself and when she said that I was like oh my god like that weight on my, my heart came I began to panic and she's like it's okay she was like, we can, we can work with this. So I went to her four times, I think it was. And by the fourth time, I'd got it down to 60. And she was so like, it did help? Yeah, it did help. And are you still applying uh, the practices that she taught you there? Yeah, so exactly like what I said to you about, like, if I saw a flaw or a negative about myself, think a compliment or a positive thing about it. Yeah. That's one of the things that she taught about me. Okay. Yeah. Um, and... There's, there's other things like when people are looking at me, not to think, not to automatically jump that they're thinking a negative, negative thing about me. And then she was like, what I want you to do is think something about them, but in a positive light, don't think something negative about them. So if I saw someone looking at me and I was thinking that they're thinking something bad about me, think something positive about them and it distracts you from thinking about what they're thinking. That's that's good. Yeah. Um. And that that that's that's one thing that really helps. Now I don't like most days. I don't really give a crap if anyone pays attention to me now. Yeah. But at the beginning, it was really important for me to get acceptance from everyone. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it did help. Um. But uh, that test I done it recently when you asked me to think of a topic for the podcast, and I still scored in the higher bracket, which is still quite worrying. But I did remember her telling me that I had it so badly that it's not going to go away very quickly. So that was only three years ago. Mm. So I need to. So you've made you've you've kind of you're on the right trajectory anyway. Yeah, yeah. and I don't see myself going into the middle category or the lower category anytime soon. Like I feel like I'm at a good place, but it's never going to go away. Like I feel like maybe in ten twenty years time. I might not suffer as badly as I do now and I might only get 20% or 30% on that test. But for the next few years, I can't see it going any lower. Like, I feel like right now I've hit a stable path with it and I like how I'm treating myself. And that's the most important thing. And I know I need to allow myself those bad days. Like, if I am feeling bad, it's okay. There's no shame in it. It's okay. But then... To think some positive about myself okay. and not to be so hard on myself because there was just that whole period of being 12 to 20. I just was so negative about myself. And 
you were you showed you were talking about someone yesterday about oh there's so little photos of her during her period of time where she was bigger or something like that and that reminded me that from the age of 14 to 16 there is very little photographic evidence of me because mm. I hated myself I deleted them I burnt them I cut them up I shredded them done whatever I could I'd say you would probably find about 50 photos of me in that period of time where I'm like okay I look okay I'd keep that yeah but in like and you know now I love taking pictures and I vlog and I do all this stuff if you told me when I was 13 or 14 that I'd be so confident in front of a camera with my body I would have threw the camera at you being like, get away from me. Yeah. I do not want that near me. I hate how I look in person. God knows how I would look in a camera because I can't, I can't, tra- I can't control that because the camera is in charge of how you look, basically. You yeah. might be able to hold it in angles and stuff, but in result, the camera takes that image and you can't alter that. No. Well, I know you can Photoshop it and whatever, but that's really bad for body dysmorphia. Um, but yeah, like... It's I, I'm changing like I'm on the right path and I am not so critical about myself, okay. which is a good I mean, I mean, a good frame of mind about my body right now. That's good. Yeah, I'm pleased about that. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hard work has gone into that. Yeah. Um. So like, that's why I embrace every little flaw about me and my scars and stuff now. Um, I don't As mind. You should. Yeah, I don't mind showing them off, even though I that little voice is still saying negative comments. I'm there going, no, you have that scar for a reason. Like, yeah. you need to be proud of that. Better than any tattoo. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're in the bath, I'm looking forward to asking you this, um, because I know that you're basically the biggest fangirl going for anything <laughs> in the music, anything in the music industry. Yeah. I think that's what helped bond us really. Yeah. Friendship wise. Um. So. What would be a go-to song for you? And I know this is going to be really difficult yeah. to just pick one song, but you're in the bath, you're in the zone. One song, what would it be? This is like asking me to pick my favourite child if I had children. <laughs> like, as you said, like, you know this is really difficult for me because I like so much music. Mm. And like, as I was saying, I have such a broad taste in music. Like, I love Eclectic, pop. Yeah. yeah, I love pop. I love, like, slow um, musical kind of music. I love country, which is a bit random. Like, mm. I have a country vibe. I love R&B, Latino. I'm on a huge Latino vibe recently. I mean, you just you scream Latino. At the yeah. Um, rap, which is really weird because I'm such a white girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, my go-to song. Mm, I think I'm going to have to go with my favourite song ever. Okay. All right. And there is one, just one, right? And it's Max Schneider, Lights Down Low. Okay. Right. How, do you know that song? I don't think so. Okay. It, oh my God. It's my wedding song. Okay. Like. Do you know something? I'm, I'm wondering whether when we lived in Spain, maybe maybe you did play that song no, for me. No, I didn't. Did you not? No, because it wasn't it, released. No, then. it came out the year after. Okay. So no. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not aware of this. I'll have okay. to listen to it. As will... As will everyone else mm-hmm. when they listen to this podcast. Go and listen to this song. Max Schneider. Max Schneider. Lights Down Low. Yeah, he he started as a YouTuber. He used to do covers. Okay. Um, And that was his wedding song to his wife. He wrote it to his wife. And the video for it is their wedding day. Oh, and oh, in nice. in the video they have... And I think this is why I love the song even more. They talk about their vows to one another. 
and oh my god every time I watch the video I just I get emotional I'm like I want that (laughs) so that song there's something about that song I just could listen to it for hours on end and not get sick so that would be my song in the bath okay nice I feel as though we might have kind of already um, encroached on this but do you feel more confident in your appearance these days Uh, you kind of have already answered that yeah I do feel more confident but there is a but yeah like there will always be a but yeah yeah and I don't think as I said that's never going to go away um like I feel like I could be 90 and I'd still pick away at flaws at myself Mm. um but I am more confident. I wouldn't say I'm fully confident. I'm more assured of myself. Like I, as I said to you, I am definitely like, I embrace my flaws. I like, right now I'm looking at my legs because I'm wearing shorts and I can see I'm covered in bruises. And before I do everything to hide them. And I'm like, nah, listen, everyone gets bruises. There's nothing mm. to be worried about. Um, I have stretch marks and scars on my upper thigh the scars are from a car accident when I was like two or three and the seatbelt engraved into my legs. When I was younger, I hated them. Whereas now I'm going, well, actually I survived that car accident. Yeah, exactly. So like, that's a positive that I'm coming in. And then like, I have PCOS and endo, so I have loads of scars in my stomach from operations. And recently I am struggling because it's my fifth one. So that means now I have over 25 scars on my stomach. So if I was to wear a bikini, all you'd see is white lines and a dodgy belly button. And that's all I think. Like, my belly button is my biggest thing at the moment that I'm really, really negative about. Because it's not normal. It's a line. Like, it's not an innie. It's not an outie. It's nothing. It's not a belly button. It's a line with loads of scars coming out of it. And I just think so negative. I'm like, I'm so odd. I don't look attractive. It looks ugly. And then I'm like, you could have died. Yeah. Like, that surgery that you had in that belly button saved you. Mm-hmm. And you need to keep thinking your stomach because it has all these scars. There's it a tells reason. a story. Yeah, exactly. It tells a story, and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly, there's nothing wrong with it at all, and it just takes me time to get that into my head, and to be like love that part of your body because it's been through so much. It just and you're still here. Like yeah. you need to accept that. Um, it's a work in progress. Like. As I said, some days are better than others. And some days I feel like I'm a Beyonce and I'm owning how I look and I'm like strutting down the street. Like, yeah, yeah you saw me yesterday. You're a strutter. Yeah. It's I, true. She, yeah. Could, she could literally just go on to Victoria's Secret's next fashion show and just strut her way down. <laughs> no it would be no problem to me at all. No I mean, the leg in front of leg action, Yeah, it's, it's, it comes very natural to you. Yeah, I it feel. does. And like, I literally, I, I have not like I don't pay attention to it it's it, very natural to me yeah um and it's not until people say it to me that I'm like oh I am strutting yeah. but it's because I'm confident in but they're not also I've known a Sarah Jane who doesn't strut mm. who the way in which you walk there's uh, there's a lack of confidence in yeah. your appearance yeah like you saw me in Tarragona mm. and you didn't strut then no I was as well as my body dysmorphia I had depression um, but my body dysmorphia really was bad mm. in Tarragona and that's horrible because Spain was so hot and here's me trying to cover myself up all yeah. the time like I don't know how I didn't pass out with the heat most days I like I was wearing dungarees when it was like 27 degrees some days and jeans and, like, yeah. and jumpers high necks yeah all the time. I know. And I remember there was one or two days I wore a crop top and I showed my belly button and I remember thinking so critical about myself. Yeah. And 
I like it was just I I wish I could go back and experience Tarragona now and I'm so confident. Yeah. And have a more well, we will. Yeah, obviously, we're going to go back. Yeah, we're doing a five-year re- reunion there. I'm actually dreading my letter because I think I spoke about wanting to be more confident in myself in that. And I can already feel myself being emotional about that. Yeah. Because looking back, uh, like, even in that short... Is it four years now? No, three years. No, no, no. 2015. Is that, oh, it is four years. Four years this September. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, because next year's... Our fi- yeah, we're going yeah. next year. Um, in those four years, I have changed so much in terms of my confidence yeah. and my self worth and my self love, and I'm so happy because if I had to go back next year, and still be in that frame of mind, I would be so upset with myself. Mm. I would have felt like I yeah. could have the dream job, I could be married, have a child, and I'd still be so upset with myself. Yeah, that I wouldn't have loved. It's myself. interesting, really, isn't it? Because I remember you saying that by a certain age you'd quite like to achieve this quite like that quite like the other but i feel as though nothing really beats self-improvement no nothing would because all of those things are meaningless Mm. if you still feel the same yeah and like that whole theory that rupaul has like if you don't love yourself how the hell is someone else going to love you Mm. like and that's so true very true and like i have realized since i have began to accept myself i'm getting more attention from men and i'm like all right, okay, and it's because they see a confident woman who's sure of herself yeah. and loves herself and and knows that oh yeah, I actually am quite good looking like and it's okay for me to feel like this. Now I'm not cocky. God, I'll never be cocky. Like, <laughs> whoa, but like, I'm confident and comfortable in myself. And as you said, as long as I have that, then everything else is okay. Yeah. Like I don't really matter if I'm not married by the time I'm. 30 like it doesn't matter as long as i'm happy in my skin exactly there's nothing else i'd want in life it's the most important thing yeah yeah when you're in the bath the last of the go-to's mm-hmm. what film would you choose to take with you i would avoid actually watching a film in the bath yeah i would much prefer to pick up a book okay but if i was to watch a film hmm I don't. I think I'd rather watch a series rather than a film. Okay, that's fine. Okay, I would go back to my all-time fave, Gossip Girl. Like, XOXO. yeah, any episode at all in that. Like, I wouldn't have to watch the whole series from yeah. the start. Just. Randomly. I mean, if you watch the whole series from start to finish, in it'd a bath, be long yeah, I'd be shriveled and, and like. You'd be a prune. Yeah, no, but um, yeah, it would be Gossip Girl. I'm trying to think. Would there be a movie I would watch? It'd probably be some Disney movie. Okay. Yeah, like Cinderella's my favourite. The live action version of Cinderella's my favourite. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'd say Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Okay. Or something like you know, I love like criminal minds and anything like that. Mm. So probably something like how to get away with murder or something <laughs> like that. I'm not a serial killer or anything like that. Not by any stretch of the map. <laughs> Sarah Jane is on the psychopath <laughs> spectrum, the lowest that you can be. She really is the furthest you can be from the psychopath. Thank God. Um, okay, so as we draw this podcast to a close, what would you recommend to to others who might be going through the same as you or who might suspect that they have body dysmorphia? Just, it's the easy thing saying, oh, go talk to a therapist. But as I said to myself, that took a lot of work for me to actually mm. convince myself with that. But just sit down and write down everything that you think negative about your body. 
on one page and then turn that page and try to write something positive about yourself and I feel like that's like the first kind of step that you could take I done that now my therapist told me to do that but once I done that I started to feel a little bit like a little bit better now I'm not saying like oh my god I love myself yeah automatically it's not a sudden fix. no but I started to go okay I actually do like something about myself so she wanted to find out like what was there had to be one thing I liked about myself yeah and it was my eyes I love the color of my eyes I always have and I always will and she was like no, you say nothing negative about your eyes. Yeah. So she was like, write down everything negative that you're thinking about yourself right now. And then just one thing, just one thing. And then she was like, do that every few days. And then that positive list would gradually start to feel a little bit longer. And outweigh. Yeah, and outweigh. And then, then as soon as you kind of like begin to feel like, okay, I might need a bit more professional help with this. The only answer I can have is talk to a doctor or a therapist. But if you just want to do it naturally, that's the first step that I that has helped me dramatically. And then the thing is in when you're thinking something negative, try think of something positive about it. Yeah. Like see that like it's something as simple as, Oh, I have an acne scar, but be like, But I don't have as bad acne anymore. Like you might still have acne but might not be as bad as before or something simple like that. Like yeah. I don't like the colour of my hair, but I'm getting it changed next week. Like there's something as simple as that. Yeah. Um, but as it comes with every mental health issue, you're not alone. There's there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Like there is always something that can be fixed. Yeah. Um, and just open up. Like I wish I had been more confident to open up to my circle about this before. And it's only in the last year that I've been like, I have BDD and there's nothing wrong with it as whereas before if you had to ask me in 2016 2017 to say those words i would run like oh i just struggle with my image yeah i would not be like yeah i have this and you know what i don't care yeah like it's fine i'm not alone like i know that like there's more people out there like me yeah so it's just share with your circle like you're even your mom your dad or your closest friend your cash as long as you say it to someone (laughs) like just get it out there if you put it out yeah if you get it out there you will automatically feel a little bit better. Good. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Okay. Well, thank you, Sarah Jane, no problem. for thank joining you me very much in for the bath. Me. I've, it's been thoroughly enjoyable. Yes. And thank you for opening up on such a personal uh, topic. I know that, you know, it probably didn't come easy to talk about this, particularly knowing that it's going out there. Yeah. But it's given insight into yeah. BDD as a mental health illness. And, um, you know, hopefully it might be able to help others. Hopefully. And and that's like, if it helps one person, I feel like I've done a great job. Like that's all I ever want in in life. And yes, as you said, it was a little bit difficult to open up, but I feel that little bit better now that it's like, it's out there and I I, like, I could be helping someone and that's a great thing. Like, and thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to Jacob in the Bath with and don't forget to subscribe to this channel as well as follow on Instagram under the username Jacob in the Bath with.